0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Soldiers of Cinema podcast, episode 41. Um, this is another little special episode we're doing, just about um, the behind-the-scenes kind of uh, making of the feature that I'm working on right now. Of course, I'm joined by Clark, uh,
1: as always, Clark Coffee. Hello, How's it going? hello, hello. It's going fantastic. How are you, sir? I'm good, good, Very excellent. Good, yeah, I'm excited to hear about your movie and how production's coming along.
0: Yeah, so I mean, at this point, from the last episode like this we did, um, I've done my first shoot day. Yeah, uh, all right. So beforehand, I was just in rehearsals, and now right. I've 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 shot one day, and uh, have nope. had to shift some schedule things, but but everything but- is going quite smoothly right off the bat. I know that's not great for the drama and the uh, (laughs) the excitement (laughs) of the listeners.
1: You've got 90% of your shoot days left, so I'm sure that we're going (laughs) to get some drama in there at some point. I hope so. But it'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, to recap a little bit, you know, our last... And first special episode, uh, we kind of talked a little bit about uh, your, you know, the rehearsals that you were doing, preparation. I mean, we covered everything from kind of your writing process to, you know, casting, uh, prepping with actors, how you were mm-hmm. putting together your shot list, and how your rehearsals were informing that, and a lot of different things like that. So I think it'd be interesting to kind of we can kind of quickly in a short episode here touch base on how all that pre-production preparation is actually shaking out in mm-hmm. real life on the, you know, on the field, your first day of production. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, I
0: mean, I, yeah, like, like let's perhaps go into like what was done, what was actually planned and then, yeah. Yeah. And, and then, uh, how go that shaped it. out due to the actual prep the work, actual real world. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, basically we had, um, scenes two to eleven to shoot um and many of those scenes were just transitional or just tiny moments one or two shots and so how many pages like a, roughly did um you have? i'd say about twelve pages so it's a i mean so that's a, a, lot. a huge chunk yeah it's a and huge so chunk. the reason that i kind of overloaded it um and you know knew that i was over scheduling was just because um everything is so local that um i've got days set aside in case reshoots had to happen and things like that but um you know, as I'll get into, um, I think very much owing to all the prep work, um, it actually went really, really smoothly. Um, we got pretty much everything we wanted to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, actually not even pretty much, literally everything we wanted to get done. Okay, great. Um, you made your day good with time to spare. We had, we were about half hour below or ahead of schedule, which was very, very go. surprising to me. So, um, um and never felt like it was rushing, never felt like um there was anything that was like going, you know, haywire or that I had to like right. you know, no stress m- no sacrifice drama. quality for speed or something like that. Like it was always really you know, every shot that we got we I did until I got it. And until you got you know, it. We we retook and stuff like that and yeah set up and it wasn't yeah, it wasn't this mess of chaos that I so. Think, Sometimes so things went do.
1: smoothly. you had yeah. you had a lot to shoot, but you got it done and you feel good about all the footage that you got. I, mm-hmm. I want to ask, you know, because I don't hear, I mean you know periodically you'll hear a, a, a director talk about how they begin their very first day of shooting. Mm-hmm. I'm always curious because I think it makes I think it's a huge deal. I think that it, it makes a big difference how a director rallies the troops, and kicks off that very first day of shooting I know you know some directors have kind of a ritual that they go through others don't make a big deal about it it's just kind of like okay let's let's just start you know they don't really make a scene I'm curious you know how and I know that you have a pre-existing relationship with most not all of the people that you're working with and it's a relatively small cast and crew but still still important how did you start your very first day of shooting?
0: Um, very casually. Uh, not, you know, both owing to a few things. One of the things was that one of the people was, um, a little bit late. So Uh-oh. for a lot of setup, it was actually just me and essentially was my first AD. You're not going to um, say any names, are up. you? No, I, no, it's okay. We, <laughs> <laughs> they got the strap now. Um, yeah, but yeah. we, uh, so it was just, you know, for the first little bit of setup, it was actually, yeah, just for a while, just me and the first AD kind of hanging out setting up the equipment really casual um and then the actors were all called at different times as well yeah so um there wasn't really a big like moment where everyone had arrived and you know i did like a speech or something like that like it was very much you know when people arrived my Priority is to make them comfortable and to give them space to pr- prepare themselves. Okay. So, yeah. um, you know, when the first actor arrived, um, who plays the main character, um, we were still sort of setting up some of the dollies and stuff like that. And so I, I sort of said, you know, if you want to head inside, get a drink of water, and just kind of like run over some lines and um, just relax for a bit. Uh, we'll come in and get you when we're ready. Yeah. Um, and even when the second actor arrived, um, it was the same thing. Like I was just kind of like, you know, make yourself comfortable. Yeah. Relax. You know, because I think that's a big thing is that people they wake up in the morning, they're all hyped up, they get on in their car, they drive, they're still all hyped up and yeah. they kind of get to set and sometimes they're just forced to jump into it. They don't really have a time to just you kind can, of sit yeah. back and relax and get their nerves down or even if they don't have nerves, just at least get kind of their head straight. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah. kind of like, rather than making a huge deal about anything, I, mm-hmm. that's kind of what I tried to do. I would say that the beginning of shooting, like the grand kind of um, perhaps, you know, ritual... Yeah, uh, so to say, was actually during the prep when we did the equipment day because that okay. was kind of the first day that everyone had been together. Um, so that day, I definitely sort of made a bigger deal about like, all right, here's like what the goals are. Here's what we're going to be doing. Here's kind of, you know, the breakdown of like how set's going to run, things like that. But again, owing to prep work, that was a really handy thing to have to, had to have gotten out of the way um, prior to our first shoot day because then we could just kind of get into it. So not necessarily a matter of like, People showing up and just kind of going, all right, let's get it. Um, still having, you know, a moment of conversation and a moment to give the actors to kind of sit around, decompress and, and, yeah, and I mean, relax I think... for a little bit and get in their headspace. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think yeah. that there's a
1: there's a million different ways you can do it, right? And I think like everybody's got their own way. But I do think it's important, yeah, that it's kind of that in some way you, you kind of allow for a transition from like real world yeah. to like, okay, now we are now doing we're in this it. other thing. Like now yeah. we're making a movie. We are entering into a world of imagination. And this is a place where we play and I mean it's work, but this is where we're, you know, especially for actors um, where they're allowed to kind of tra- transition from real world to okay mm-hmm. movie world. I'm so, in the headspace. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly, exactly. Okay, okay. So you kind of casually went into that. Let's mm-hmm. talk about, you know, uh, you, I know you did a lot of prep. You did a lot of rehearsals with your actors. And the day that you shot, I mean, it's, it sounds like things went great. So I'm assuming that that rehearsal really paid off. But maybe you can kind of tell us a little bit about uh, how how do you feel like the rehearsals impacted that first day of shooting? Well, I mean, again, because I had my, um, so I
0: guess I'll break it into two things, performance and visual, and they are you know, I'll go in the opposite order. I'll go visual first. Um, because I had my viewfinder at the rehearsals, I was able to, again, as we discussed the last time we did this was, I was able to alter shots. I was able to simplify scenes and, and kind of like cut things out of the shot list that I realized weren't necessary just because I had my viewfinder there and I was able to kind of go, okay, I can actually get this scene from here. And then I don't have to worry about that other shot. You know, it, it, it becomes irrelevant. Yeah. Um. And so it was really handy for that because then when I got on set, I was able to put the camera in the spot where I knew it had to be. And, and there was no surprise. It wasn't like suddenly when the actors crossed, oh, no, that, that suddenly shifted that hmm. element of the scene and I can't do that. I've got to figure out another shot because I had already shot it all in my head when I had the viewfinder, which, again was infinitely handy. Okay. Um, so that was kind of the visual side of it. I also knew, again, I'd done lighting tests and camera tests extensively just by myself beforehand. So I knew how I was going to light the scene. Um, you know, I remember even one of the actors the actor who I actually know the least kind of said like, I wish all film sets were this efficient because it was, it was literally like they got there and all the lights were set up. I hardly had to worry about adjusting light for the actors. If I did adjust light between shots, it was just a very minor like minute of just going, okay, I'm actually going to put the light a little bit lower because there's, there's too much shadow under the eyes or something like that. So there was nothing that was like actors get into your spots. Um, Now we're going to take half an hour to light. um, And then, then we'll go like, it was very, very, You know, my priority was efficiency. And so to me, that just means balancing high quality, um, but also not taking so much time to do something that people's energy just drops off. Right, right. Um, And so that also really got into, I think, performances because I didn't like there wasn't Between takes, um, you know, it was really low take count. I think we averaged about three or four takes per shot.
1: Okay, wow. um, Yeah.
0: In the dialogue. Um, And the reason for that was because I was able to, you know, the first two takes, let's say, were kind of warming up to it and and trying things out. And then the third take, I was able to sort of say, like, remember when we did this in the rehearsal and we sort of tried it this way? Mm -hmm. And they would go, yeah, because the rehearsal was only two weeks ago. So they they had that completely, you know, in the back of their heads and they were like, oh, yeah, totally. Let's try that way. (laughs) Um, and so we could kind of, I could just kind of pull that out at any moment without having to go, okay, let's break for 10 minutes while I sit down with the actors and we go through this, right. we'd already done all that work. Um, so there was no need to, again, slow everything down by, by discussing, you know, like, what are we feeling in this scene? How, how do you like that? And, uh, you know, like maybe let's try it this way because we'd already gone through so many different ways of doing the scene in the rehearsal that we'd all kind of agreed on. Um, that really works. You landed on the performances
1: in your rehearsals pretty solidly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so so it was
0: really, really easy to, um, again, to allow me to just kind of like run through the scene and maybe I'd have a few notes about timing or just like slight notes about blocking or positioning or something like that. But as far as the, the performances, like my only really performance notes were just like really, you know, let's accentuate that line a little bit more. Let's, let's, you know, emphasize that part because I think that'll really work and the look that you're giving works really well. So, but never anything really expansive or like, the, you know, this has to completely be reworked because the prep was already done. You'd found sense. it. So, okay.
1: Yeah. So it sounds like that your rehearsal uh, really translated. Uh, absolutely to actual yeah. performances sounds like it was really helpful to be able to refer back to that you could kind of if an actor was was not quite hitting it the way you wanted it you could kind of say hey take your mind back to when we did xyz in the rehearsal mm-hmm. and, and you had like a, a place to point to to guide them back to as opposed to kind of having to try to find it out of nothing And they're all super,
0: you know, again, super versatile, communicable actors. Yeah. I think that was like, what's really great about working with the people that I was working with. And I think any director will say that that's kind of the best type is that it's never like you're doing it wrong. Um, It's always just kind of like, let's shift that moment. Like even something as as far as, you know, put a bigger pause between those two lines can, can change the emotion of it because Mm -hmm. maybe then rather than saying the second line, you know, in more of a yelling voice because that pause is now introduced, you say it in much a much quieter tone. So things like that where So it just sounds like
1: technical, yeah. just really kind of little technical tweaks on readings yes. kind yeah. of things. Yeah. Um and, and so it sounds like too that you it helped you remain really efficient. Uh, mm-hmm. not a lot of setup time uh, between not a lot of time between setups because you you had already pre-planned lighting. Mm-hmm. refresh my memory now did you do rehearsals you didn't do rehearsals in the space
0: no 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 the rehearsals were done in a studio space so um, did you
1: find that your lighting setups and things translated to the actual well i actually didn't location? light
0: the rehearsals at all the so the the spaces that i had actually been in the, okay. the first shot was actually the one of the scenes was actually a shot in my kitchen so i okay. had the advantage of you know being able to light that whenever i want um and then the other scenes, um, I'd just done kind of extensive scouting um, and taken my camera there uh, because the other scenes were outdoors, taken my camera there uh, and gotten kind of variations of like, okay, this is what it'll look like overcast. This is what it'll look like when it's sunny. This is what it'll look like if it's, you know, depending on the time of day and was able to actually get kind of what's the best time for us to be there, both in lighting wise, but also in terms of like how busy is the place at, at different times of day. Okay. Um, So, so in terms of lighting, I also, you know, as, as I think we've kind of talked about a lot, um, I light really simply, um, you know, I kind of try and take the Connie Hall approach to things, which is just like have one sort of master light that influences all the other lighting. So if you want to change it, you just bounce as opposed to setting up a whole new light, um, that tends to, and also really taking cues from the natural lighting of the space, um, that's kind of where I run from. So because I was so familiar with the space and the lighting in the space, I didn't have to work as I am. Thankfully with literally every location we're doing, even the ones that I, I don't own and, and, you know, am renting, mm-hmm. um, I'm still already familiar with them. So again, that's such an advantage when it comes to lighting that I know what works and what, what doesn't work. Cause I've done camera tests in those locations and I know Gotcha. that, that, Hey, I don't even need to position a light there. Because that wall actually just bounces the sunlight really nicely. And, you know, so you so were it's really honed in really on work. it. You, even yeah, though you didn't,
1: yeah. yeah, I gotcha. So even though you didn't rehearse in the space, you were super familiar with the space and mm-hmm. you keep your kit simple and uh, just to what you need. And so, okay. So, uh, so then with your, with your shot list uh, that you kind mm-hmm. of, it sounds like you, you honed that in your rehearsal. Uh, did you find that that translated basically one-to-one? Did you find that you had to kind of adapt at all or make any I'd changes? I'd say
0: 99% or? of the shots were okay. exact as they are in the shot list. Um, the Again, that was another thing that the rehearsals came, as I mentioned, super in handy for, was that the shot list did change when I was starting to block with the actors because I was able to go, we don't actually need X, Y, Z, Um, I can just shift this camera over here and get all of that in one, you know, perhaps one master or something like that. Um, so there were some shots on set that I, that I, even then I realized like, oh, I actually don't really need, I can't really recall exactly at the moment what, what they were. Um, but a few times, yeah, we, we crossed a few things off just because I realized that it was just, it was tertiary. It didn't really it wasn't there for something to cut to. And, um, but then on the other hand, there were also shots that we did get that I didn't use. Um, you know, some, some, especially when we were outside in the location that I couldn't really control and that it wasn't, um, a location that we had like rented, it was just a parking lot. So at any time somebody could come ask us to leave there, I was a lot more careful about getting pretty much everything I could possibly think I needed so that, in the event someone asked us to leave or in the event that, you know, something doesn't work, we don't have to go back there and reshoot anything because I've got such a wide variety of stuff to choose from. But even then in the edit, I wound up only using like two shots from those locations of perhaps the four or five that we did shoot. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, there was definitely the shot list again, you know, I'm a big believer in shot lists. I I think that, the night and day between when I used to make movies without shot lists. Um, you know, like I think the last movie I probably made without a shot list was the one I did for the Werner Herzog masterclass. Right. And I remember like so many times there'd be a moment where somebody would walk out of a room in that, or, or there'd be like an action and I'd be like, I just need something to cut to between that. Cause those two shots don't cut together. Like I just need, I need an insert of something or I need something in between there. And it, it always was just so frustrating to get into the edit and be like, damn it, those shots don't cut. Um, and then I, I think the movie I did uh, about a year after that, which was kind of like the first large scale short film I'd say I'd ever done, which, you know, took place over a few months and, and shooting was a while and it was about half an hour long. Um, that was the first time I ever, I'd ever used a shot list. And again, it was such night and day between, you know, getting to the edit and having everything and not having to be like, ah, did I get that shot? Did I, You know, forget that because I'm literally just sitting there checking off. Well, I'm not. The first AD is literally sitting there checking off. And in addition to that, like the first AD, Adam has been really helpful because he also writes which takes are the best or like he'll like make a note in a column of every take and sort of say like, okay, this one was good at this point um, not so good for the ending, uh, there was a mic issue in this one, there was, you know, so I can actually look at when I'm cutting together and when I'm syncing audio, when I'm choosing which shots to take and use, I'm looking at this, not only the shot list, but I'm looking at his kind of graph of which takes in these shots worked and which takes didn't work, so everything was just, again, Like, I think the thing is, it sounds like so much to do. And this is one of the things that I, funny enough, I actually spent the last week teaching a class as well, four and a half hours a day, which was quite a lot of work to do to kind of come home from that and have to edit. But um, one of the things that I said to them is is I actually showed them the production binder, uh, like the kind of the production Bible I have. And I was like, it looks like there's a lot in here. It looks like this is a ton of work, but it's really not. You know, it's really a lot of it's just common sense. And so... When I talk about, you know, yeah, the first AD writing down the takes that work, it's like that seems like an extra step to have to take, but it's really not because I think everyone sort of looks at each other anyway at the end of a good take and says, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. And it's so just, like, why it's, not just write it down? You it's know?
1: A, yeah. Organization is so key and, you know, it's it's easy to get wrapped up in it's, especially if you're running behind and, and that's mm-hmm. where preparation helps on so many fronts because it is kind of a cascade effect, right? If yeah. you get on yeah. set, you're not well prepared. You start to get behind schedule. Then you start making shortcuts that are going to cost you so much later. Mm -hmm. Um, And these things don't take a lot of additional time. But when you feel rushed or you feel kind of stressed, or if you're tired, uh, you're kind of pushed to the limit. These things often start to fall to the side and get lost. Yeah, yeah. And but they could be so helpful, so Mm -hmm. so helpful. And you're right. It just it's just like an extra second. And it's going to save you so much time in editing, especially now. I mean, it sounds like you didn't shoot a lot of coverage, extra stuff. You didn't do a ton of takes, so not huge, but but still a big time saver. And especially on a if you did have a lot of coverage, if you did do a lot of takes, oh my gosh, to go through all of that without any kind of indication as to what you felt, you know, in the moment worked, it, yeah, worked. Oh that yeah. you're starting from scratch. So, so excellent. I mean, I mean what it sounds like all the way around the 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 um all the pre-production planning that you did really helped make this Mm -hmm. a super efficient super productive shoot you got 12 pages in a day and you're happy with what you got well and and i think that
0: that's the the funny thing too is that like when i if i were to describe someone beforehand it's like hey i'm shooting a feature i've got literally three crew three actors and we're going to do 12 pages in a day, I think that that would be one of those things that people would go, yeah, good luck. Mm-hmm. I would too. You know, I, again, had planned to, had set aside time to do reshoots for this day or like an overspill day mm-hmm. um, in because I didn't think that we'd be able to get it. But again, it was, I think that, and this isn't only just a, it's a testament to the pre-production, I think. It's just that yeah. the more you prepare, um, people I think overthink and I think a big thing that a lot of people do too is panic like you said they start going oh we don't have time we don't have time and they start so they start cutting corners and then um you know maybe the quality isn't there or the um even you just miss a shot or something and it's like that just winds up costing you more time in the long run because you're yeah. gonna to have to either go back and fix it, or or the film will just suffer not going to be because yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So yeah. I, so it sounds like I mean it sounds like a lot of stuff went right, and I'm excited to see the footage. Did anything go wrong? And did you learn anything? And would you mm-hmm. change anything about yeah. your, your first day on the job here? Um, I would say that the the closest thing to going wrong was just
0: the, the one sound guy showing up late. But sound guy, a big deal. whoever you uh, are, yeah. get a better no, I, alarm. I, I wasn't. I wasn't angry. At it like I it. I'm happen. just kidding. I'm just
1: kidding. Yeah, busting, I'm, busting chops here just in case they're. Listening. I'm, I'm saving my image
0: because I actually was. You know, I I was furious. But <laughs> <laughs> right, I can um, just imagine. Yeah, but rumors. I've heard no, it rumors, was, I've the, rumors the, Colin. There's a perfect example of just being able to like snap into another thing which is just that our you know the sound guy was like hey okay sorry you know slept through my alarm i'll be there as soon as i can right and i was like that's totally fine because we'll just get there there was a bunch of shots that we were going to get that were mos anyway um Mm -hmm. which is just motor only shot or you know without sound um and so we were just like let's just get those you know we'll just shift those ahead in the schedule and we'll get we'll get all those shots and literally as we got done with those shots he was there so nice. it, the timing worked out perfectly, and again, like a lot of these things are circumstantial. You know, will that timing always work out as perfectly as it did? No, um, but I think that's again also why it's like, don't panic, <laughs> just just kind of go with the flow of things, and yeah, um, you keep know, your cool. them, yeah. keep your cool, keep your cool, yeah, and and again, had I which I would never do, but had I, like, freaked out at him and been like, ah, oh, what, you're not here for my shoot, and it's, you know, that would just totally kill the mood of the whole yeah. day. Yeah, I think that that's something a tough that if you've, balance. Yeah, it if you've some, worked it, on a set before, you know that the people who, like, get angry or have really short tempers, they just can kind of kill the whole shoot, because it's just kind of like, I'm not enjoying this at all, I'm, yeah. what am I doing here?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, it, it could be a fine line, you know, it can yeah. be a fine line, and uh, I... It's it sometimes can be difficult. Yeah. And, you know, you often on a film set, there are, you know, people of uh, passionate personalities and Mm -hmm. uh, things can sometimes be challenging. But, yes, it's always for the best if you can maintain diplomacy, professionalism, courteousness. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. This like this this kind of romanticized idea of, you know, of actors or directors or just artists in general that are kind of like, you know, like, off the hook and wild and kind of being ridiculous it's just in the real world that just doesn't fly <laughs> no no no
0: it's it and and when people attempt it it definitely doesn't fly and it just ruins things at, yeah um, yeah so yeah i i mean again i to me it was like the embarrassment of sleeping through your alarm is
1: usually enough to prevent you from doing it again. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not going to I'm not going to make the person feel bad, or, you know. And you know a lot of times you can do fun things. I mean, I've heard I've heard stories where, you know, if uh on uh, professional sets even, you know, like big time professional sets where where, you know, if somebody makes the mistake of having their phone and it goes off, you know, within kind of the, you know, the the the, the zone of the camera that they they, you know, kind of do like slightly hazing but also funny you mm-hmm. know um like people will show up with t-shirts that are like you know making fun of the person who's alarm that went off or you yeah, know yeah, yeah. Or, or if somebody falls asleep on set you know they'll like take a funny picture of them and they'll have a little like board of shame you can yeah. make it you can make it fun and obviously you have to be very careful i'm not suggesting that it's appropriate that you like haze somebody in a in a in a way that is going to be misconstrued as as malicious. I I don't yeah. think that's appropriate. Yeah. But I mean there are there are kind of fun ways that you can have a sense of humor about these things. We're all human. We all make mistakes. Um and so you you never want to be so harsh on somebody, you know, because like look, eventually you're going to make a mistake too. And then, you know, how would you want to be treated? So Mm -hmm. I You know, to get it's like I always used to like when I was younger, I used to think, well, you know, the only thing that matters is the film. And it's like nothing else matters. And it's like you just you get the film done and everything is a sacrifice for that. And like, you know, who cares about anything else? And I I couldn't have a more different perspective now. I mean, I, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't feel like the ends justify the means. Some people out there might think that's horrible. But, you know, as much as I love film, I don't think it's appropriate to sacrifice people and their well-being for a film. I don't think it's necessary and I don't think it's called for. So mm-hmm. that's and, my I mean, two cents. There, there, were, there were other things too
0: that, that, you know, I was actually supposed to have two additional people there um, mm. to just help out. Uh, the, the, the person who did sound was actually not the sound person, but the sound person was away at the moment, mm. um, which I knew in advance. So I was able to kind of shift that around. Um, but then there was another person there that was kind of going to act as a grip um, who wasn't able to be there. Um, but again, as I mentioned, uh, because of the prep and because I intentionally kind of overbooked everything so that I would have the ability to shift things around like that. Um, it, yeah, it wound up not even being like a, a speed bump. It was, it was just like, yep. Yeah, okay. Plan for that. And let's just go right. with plan B. And, um, so yeah, it, the other, I mean, in terms of larger scale things going wrong too, we were supposed to actually shoot this pass. So it was the first Two Sundays ago was our first shoot and then this past Sunday was supposed to be the, or I guess it was one Sunday ago. Um, This Sunday was supposed to be our second shoot, um, but I had to shift that to next Sunday because of the rain. Mm. Um, But even then, because of the prep work and stuff like that, I was like, well, we actually wound up shooting one of the scenes. I I had rewritten very last minute um, the scene that was supposed to be shot this coming Sunday to fit it into the day of last Sunday. So our first shoot day, and it actually wound up working way better. I think the scene works way better on its own. Um, and that was actually just because I couldn't find a location for it. I couldn't find the interior that we needed. Um, I just couldn't get, there was nowhere available to rent it out. Yeah. Um, and so I rewrote it to be an exterior, and that's why it, we shot it last Sunday. Um, but because of the rain this this past Sunday, um, I was actually just able to shift that shoot to the day that we would have done that interior so again like just knowing the prep work knowing people's availability has been you know unbelievably useful because i've just been able to shift things around like that and sort of be like okay it gives we can hey, just, we can just the, take that sunday and use it for that so the yeah.
1: planning and preparation give you the give you the freedom to mm-hmm. or g- empower you i guess is maybe a better way to say it to to be able to do those kind of things yeah so exactly yeah, yeah. Well, that's. I mean, any other like parting, final kind of thoughts? I mean, I'm. It's. I'm excited for you, man. It sounds like things are going really well. I hope that that we can find uh, a way to share uh, the results of all of your work. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Once I start, I've
0: got, um, for some of the
1: shoots, I'll have like a BTS videographer there that I'm going to
0: start putting up, um, kind of production diaries. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess one parting thing is is that even though I, you know, you should always expect things to go wrong and plan for the worst. Um, one thing that feels very good to me is logistically that first day was the hardest. And so, knowing that now we've no longer got any locations that we're not fully in control of, um, is a great feeling. And that even, even though I don't feel like we rushed, um, there's no longer that pressure of like, um, you know, we can't spend all day here. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to the rest of it. Again, I'm, I'm anticipating anything that might go awry, but, uh, as of right now, it's, it's smooth sailing and, you know, Perhaps right. in a month, I'll look back on this and be like, you
1: naive son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got and So just to be clear, you've got you've got nine more shoot days left, correct? Uh, or yes. T- OK, nine, yes. Our, and, our ninth is or our second is coming up. So nine. Yeah. And and you're shooting pretty much primarily on weekends, correct? So you'll mm-hmm. be shooting over the course of the next two months or so, roughly. Yeah. Our last I think we wrap production just mid-August. So, OK. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it'll be fun to to get some periodic updates from you, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. and I not that I want anything dramatic to happen, but when it does, at least you'll have the silver lining of being able to have a story for us here. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. All right, Cullen. Well, uh, thanks for taking the time to share some of your experience with us, uh, and everybody out there. Thanks for taking the time to listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will see you all next time. Until then, take care. Bye bye.